If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, episode number 238. You asked for it and we are answering. You guys loved our last episode of Ask Jenna and Drew Anything. And guess what? We're back. That's right. My husband, Drew Kutcher, and I are about to dig into your biggest questions revolving around everything from marriage to personal to farting and business. I fielded your questions from both the Gold Digger Insiders Facebook group and the Gold Digger Instagram. So if you're not hanging out in either of those spots, you are totally missing out. We are talking about all the things. If you're wondering how we balance this journey, what our morning routine looks like, what our best and worst date was, how we knew each other was the one, and how many kids we want, this episode is for you. It's a really good one. And I just love having these conversations that we get to share with you. Before we dive on in, today's review is from Kelly Brook, and it's titled Favorite Commuting Companion. Jenna's podcast is my favorite commuting companion. While I'm still working the nine to five, she fires me up with inspiration, fills up my cup with positivity and prepares me for my next big adventure. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with all the gold diggers so we can continue what you've started. All the love. Thank you so much, Kelly. If you guys are tuning in today, can you just take a screenshot, post it up, IG stories, tag me, Jenna Kutcher and Drew kicking it with Kutch. And just let us know what you think. And if you have a big question you want us to answer next, we love hearing from you. And let's be honest, Drew is the only guy that's ever been invited on this show. And so we want to know if you want more of him because I really like him. But I think you guys do too. Without further ado, we're about to hang out and answer your biggest questions. And it's a good one. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover Jenna Kutcher. Okay, I'm just going to paint the scene as it is happening. Drew, Kutcher, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> I'm not wearing anything. I'm wearing my underwear and a pair of socks. It's hot in here. 
he turned up the heat and he left and then he came home and he's like oh my gosh the house is so hot i didn't even notice i was busy working what are we gonna do i have a dog in my arms there's a dog laying on our dining room table we are just gonna rock and roll this podcast and we have no promises that you're not gonna hear our dogs because tucker is sniffing the microphone right now (laughs) (laughs) smells good it smells good okay so Full disclosure, we are recording this show and Baby Kutch has not yet made its arrival. And I know, I know it's coming out and you're like, wait, Baby Kutch is a few months old by now, but we are working hard to get ahead so that we can enjoy some time together. And so some of these questions are going to absolutely shock you. I don't want for you to hit pause and think this isn't relevant because we're answering some of the things that we've never talked about on the show before. And we're making predictions about what parenthood is going to look like, which let's be honest, we have no idea, right? I have no idea, but I'm super pumped. Okay. So we asked you guys to ask your biggest questions and I don't let Drew see these ahead of time. I like to catch this boy blind. So We're going to kick this off. We talk about it a lot. It comes up in our story a lot that we had a bet that we had to kiss just once. And that story needs to be told by you. I want to hear your version of it. And I want to hear how the first kiss really was for you. And then I'll I'll give my side of the story. Well, the backstory is that we knew each other for, you know, a couple of years. And to be honest, I knew I kind of had something for her really? and I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> it was some kind of a connection, you know, maybe it was a boyfriend girlfriend thing. Maybe it was just like a, just a better friend. I don't know what was up, but I'm like, maybe we should figure this out. So when you said, let's hang out and we need to kiss once, I'm like, you know what? I, I already think I might have some kind of sparks hidden I'm inside. I'm you under the bus so bad. Don't bring up anything. I don't, <laughs> but no, I like, it was... Eh. You are very good at, in a good way, backing me into a corner <laughs> and making me face what I, not fears, but making me face reality. So how was the first kiss to paint the picture? What were we watching? Home Alone. <laughs> during the, who went during in the for micro the kill? machine scene when he falls on the mic. Um, who did go in for the kill? I think it was me. It was always you, I think. Oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Kutcher and I, we had been best friends. I'm taking off my socks here. I'm sweating. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I cannot take this guy anywhere. We're just sitting here, and I can't even do that. So we had been best friends for like three years, and we legitimately had been just friends. But I always thought he was cute, and I kind of liked the challenge of him because he wasn't quite sure what he wanted. I mean, how many of you out there could relate And here's the thing. I knew that I liked him, but I think that we were such good friends that deep down he was a little worried that we would like ruin our friendship. At one point, I'm pretty sure that he told me, this is where I'm throwing you under the bus. You're like a sister to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I saved that AOL instant messenger conversation where you threw that line out because I was like, how can you not see it? We'd be perfect together and we're supposed to be together. And then he said that and I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember that day I went on a run and listened to like Alicia Keys or like Usher or like something. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Will we ever get together? I think I sent you that over like the AM messenger, right? What did you send back? Do you remember? 
that you thought of me like a sister yeah what did what would you reply oh, with like a crying face no sad face. i was like please never say Pissed that again and i was like how can you not see that we would be perfect <laughs> i was so mad but anyways we were hanging out we were watching home alone i'm pretty sure i went in for the kill i remember that like it was like fireworks for me just because it finally happened and I got home and I was like giddy like a little schoolgirl and my best friend Bethany was like oh my god you and Drew kissed like she just knew from the way that I looked so I would say that it was a great first kiss would you agree yeah I'd say seven years later I think, <laughs> I think it did pretty no, well it's like 10 years later we've been married for seven years it's been a long time you know what I mean, babe. It's like a decade. Can we answer more questions? Here? Let's right. go. We're sitting on this one too uh, long. I want, some, I want to hear some real stuff. Okay. All right. Our next question is, how did you know each other was the right fit for you? Okay. I think something that's really interesting about us is I think we were totally different people when we first got married. Like, I think I was really insecure. I was confident, but insecure I had this vision of like corporate life for myself. I didn't really know like what my role as a wife would look like. And I feel like what's so cool about our relationship is that as we've grown into ourselves, we've kind of grown into each other. How did you know I was a right fit for you? I knew you were right for me because it was more than just like we had a deep, you know, kind of love for each other, but we really respected each other more than anything else. We were like, more so on like a, the same level of kind of caring for each other, not in an intimacy level, but also on just kind of a, you know, I know you're coming from, I got your back kind of thing like that. So I knew we had longevity hidden within our relationship just because we kind of were always there for each other. We didn't like, we weren't selfish at all ever. We like to have fun too. <clears throat> I mean, like yeah. we are like so annoying, like we can hang out and do nothing and we don't really get sick of each other. And it, so I think, too, like we were best friends for years. So dating was actually not awkward at all because like we knew each other's families and like we knew what each other did in our past and relationships and like all that stuff. So it was like so fun when we finally started dating because it was basically like our friendship. And then we got to like hold hands and make out and stuff, too. We got to find that Polaroid that has disposable camera that has our picture from our first quote unquote, real date or a tie. Yeah, I made Drew take me out on Valentine's Day. This is like a year before we even started dating. Yeah. And I had one of those like wind up cameras and I made the waitress at what was it? Hudson's, Hudson's Burger Place. It was like this point. burger place. Yeah, at college. Take a picture of us. And I never got that camera developed. And we need to find it because it would be our first date ever. It was so funny. It's probably hidden in one of those totes in the in the garage you gotta go through yet you're so you know what i'm annoying. saying no you are so annoying you know what i'm saying gold diggers we all know the b2b landscape can be a bit complex from lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision making processes reaching your target audience can be tough but i found a solution tailored just for you LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting a measure tools are specifically designed 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. How many kids do you want? This question is asked by Miss Brooke A. Hill. I think we are both on the same page here. I've, I've always wanted to. 20. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I think I think two has always been kind of the standard for me. Yeah, I mean, Drew has one brother, so he was raised with a family of two. We have three kiddos in my family, and I can't imagine it any differently. But let me be honest, being pregnant is so hard. And like any of you, first call your moms and tell her thank you. Like start there. <laughs> and any of you that have been through it, like freaking bow down because for people that have good pregnancies, like all the power to you, so awesome. But I cannot imagine doing this like a bajillion times. Like, what's been the worst ugh, part? I mean, other than the heartburn lately, that's ugh, been killing you, guys. Heartburn. I've never even had it, and now I like live with it. I mean, I think the worst part was just the first few months, and we talked about it on the show and stuff. But like, Drew had to pretty much do everything. It was so humbling and. I remember when we were going through our miscarriages and stuff, like I remember when people would complain about being sick and I wanted to like punch them in the face because I'd be like, I would do anything to be sick and have a healthy baby. So if you're in that space, feel free to punch me if you ever meet me. But I think, man, like I was rough and and it was just a lot. It just took me by surprise. Just being uncomfortable. It looks like you're just... Yeah. Always in the uncomfortable position, no matter what you do. Yeah, so I think two kids is going to be it for us, and we would be so lucky and blessed if that happened. And I mean, honestly, too, I've always wanted to adopt. I've never been opposed to adoption, but 
it's not something that's really been placed on our hearts right now. So, I mean, who knows, I guess? Who knows? But I think I only want to be pregnant twice. Okay, let's see here. What is my favorite part of marriage to Drew? And this is asked by Designer Gray. Okay, I'm going to break up on him. This is so awkward because I'm sitting right next to him. Make it really awkward. I'll get in really close. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of being married to Drew is like I genuinely love waking up next to him. And it's just like so weird to me because I feel like when you're – growing up you like envision like what is marriage gonna look like and like what is that gonna be and like I just get so excited to wake up next to him every day which is so eye roll I know I get it (laughs) but also Drew has this ability to be super content and which is weird because he's totally OCD and like he can't stop moving around but at the same point too he has this like contentedness where I always want to do more and be more and like create more and like he has this ability to kind of like shut off and I I really respect that so I think too we really challenge each other and like we know each other so well that it's really easy to be like dude you need to chill out or like he can be like babe you gotta shut down you're doing too much and so I think it's like this ability to like call each other out they didn't ask this, but I want to know what's your favorite part about being married to me. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to always stop you from working. I love that you love working and, you know, you're always working on something new, a new project, podcast, email, whatever you're doing. I don't want to, like, stop you from that. But yeah, but it's been hard. Hang out with me sometimes, too, would be nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky that I have someone that wants to hang out. I think it was super interesting when I had my girls trip with Rachel Hollis and Amy Porterfield. We all have, like, mega workaholic tendencies. And it's because we love what we do. So it's, like, the coolest of the workaholic tendencies because we're excited all the time versus like the workaholic tendencies like if I don't keep up with this I'm going to lose my job but we all agreed that like our husbands (laughs) you keep clearing your throat can you get like get a hold of yourself (laughs) our husbands our husbands like totally help hold us accountable to like shutting down and What was really interesting, too, is that our husbands all really value quality time as like a love language. And so we have to be like very conscious of like what quality time looks like and how we're making time for it. And so I think we've done a really good job just this year, like getting ready for the baby and figuring out like how do we shut down and what does that look like? And so I don't know. That's your love language, right? You really like quality time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We're getting better. Okay, I want to know what are you most scared about parenting? This is from Kim Baker Beauty. What I'm most scared about is when him or her either like says a swear word or something and me crack out laughing. <laughs> you are the you're worst like, at that. You're going to be like, no, 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 that's not good. They shouldn't do that. I'm like, I know, I can't help myself. So, like, holding back from the funny things that I know they shouldn't be learning when they're young. That's what I'm going to be bad at. You're going to be awful (laughs) because you totally encourage the like worst behavior because it is so funny. But like you're going to have to work on a poker face like for real. I know. We should start playing some some Texas Hold'em, work on my poker face (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) I think I'm most scared of figuring out like – our new roles. And I know this sounds so weird, but I think I'm scared of like my identity feeling very different. I know this is kind of deep, but 
you know, for so long I've been a wife and now I've been this like CEO and now I'm going to be a mom. And I'm like so excited about that, but I want to make sure that I don't like lose myself in any of those identities. And I feel like it's really easy to feel like you're not balancing anything because you're trying to juggle all the things. And so I think I'm just really interested to see one, like how motherhood feels for me because I don't have that like crazy, crazy desire. Like I was put on earth to be a mom, but I'm super excited to be a mom. And so I'm really interested to see how it feels. And like, if I'm really eager to get back to work or if I'm like super enjoying just being chill and taking care of the babes and hanging out with you. So it'll be really interesting. You're a workaholic, so it'll be exciting to see. I'm not that how... bad. I know, but I'm saying like, I'm excited to see too what you actually, like where your uh, personality <laughs> shifts when the baby's born. I know, it's just going to be like, it's just going to be really weird. And at the time of this airing, you'll probably have seen a lot of that because we're going to show up in that season and kind of show that. Okay. This one we've got to think about together. Isabel Zahn says, what is the best and worst state you've been on together? Okay, I have an idea and it went from the best state to the worst state. All right. What do you got? Because that's a tough one. Okay. So in Maui, we oh. went to the Andaz and we did the chef's oh. table. And we had never like when we go out to eat, we always enjoy, but we never really like fully indulge and if you've ever done like a chef's table, it's like a five, six course thing that's prepared specifically by the chef for you. And Drew did this wine pairing and I was having these good drinks and he had had this note arranged like to be out when we arrived. That was just like how much I love you and all those things. You hated it. <laughs> no. It like you hated it. No, no, no. I liked it. I liked it. And so we like do this like amazing, amazing meal. And it was like so much fun. And we were both kind of tipsy. And we like get the bill at the end of it. And we just weren't really like aware. We didn't really do our research. Our friend kind of set it up for us. And so it was like $600 or something. Yeah. Unreal. And... We were like, just kind of laughing about it. Like, we're like, oh, well, whatever. We're spending so much money this week anyways, because we were renovating our first condo. We were so stressed. So we're like, you know, what is $600 at this point? Like, we kind of laughed it off. And then we get back to our condo and we're both just under a lot of pressure because we were renovating our condo. We were spending money out of our ears. We were both just freaked out because we had just made this huge investment. We weren't really sure if it was the right move or not. We were both just not our best selves at the moment. And so I was like nagging Drew and I was like, did you write the email templates for Airbnb? And then he got on my case and then like you never stand up to me. Like when we fight, like you stand up to me, but like you don't like, you don't like push back. You're really, sometimes it drives me crazy though. Where I'm like, say what you need to say. And so I think I pushed at him and he said, you know what? F you dude. <laughs> and then walked away. And walked away. And I was like, oh my God, he's never swore at me. He's never said anything like that. And I literally just like laid on the couch and was like, I guess I'm sleeping here tonight. <laughs> and we had just bought the couch and I was trying to pretend like it was comfortable, but it was comfortable, totally not comfortable. comfortable. Couch ever. It's more broken in now. So it's a little bit better. 
And then I went and tried to lay by him because I can't go to bed angry. And he apparently can because he was sleeping like a baby. And All so wine put me right out. Yeah, I like sit next to him really hard on the bed to try to get him to wake up. He doesn't move. I'm like, oh, my God, first I kill him. And now he hates me. And then I put my hand on him and he grabs my hand and he's like, you're so hot. It's so Don't sweaty. Don't touch you. me. Get your hand off. I was please. like, that's it. It's over. Our, our marriage is over. We ruined it. Buying this condo was the worst thing we ever did. And then the next day I found out I was pregnant. So I blamed pregnancy hormones. What could you blame, Mr. Kutcher? The 1942 rosé. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably our best turned worse. Like we don't fight like that. And so I remember just laying awake in bed and I was like... Yep, we this condo destroyed us. It's over. We're over. And then the next day, we were like, we're so passive aggressive with each other. It was hilarious. I think another um, worst date could have been Valentine. I think it was Valentine's Day in oh. Hawaii. Was it that year or a different yeah. year? But we kind of waited till last minute and we go to the spot down the street and it was a uh, best calamari <laughs> on the island. On the island or whatever it was. And we roll in there and there's like four people in there. We're like, it all right, let's was. see how this works. Awful. And it was like fish that they had like heated Ugh. up. It was like freezer burn and put it in yeah. the microwave. It was so, yeah. so bad. Yeah, we're not going back there again. We drive by it every time. We hey, hey want to go get some calamari <laughs> quick? Oh, uh, it was so bad. It was the worst meal we've ever had. Like we just paid for it and left and like didn't. T- oh, it was so gross. Okay, moving on. That's making me feel nauseous. Okay, on your worst days, what do you tell each other to get a smile on their face from Meg Von Driska? We probably say a three, butt three, joke. Uh, Shoot. Don't say three, two, one. What do you usually say? <laughs> three, two, one. Butt but jokes. jokes. <laughs> Gross. People are going to judge pretty nasty us. sometimes. Oh, sometimes Definitely makes you smile. Yeah. I mean, how do you not smile? Like we talk about toots. We talk about farting. We talk about butts. I, th- I just, if you don't laugh at that stuff, like you need to get a sense of humor. I mean, really. I'm trying to think what other buzzwords we use to. We usually just say really dirty things to the other person and it just cracks them up. Yeah. Or just saying. Yeah. We like to just, just poke at each other. Yeah. But I mean, most of the time we're in good moods because let's be honest, we're awesome. But yeah, we usually say like something sexual. You haven't probably. been in a good mood every single day this past oh. pregnancy. So come on, it's not all sunny and, and rainbows Excuse around here. me? You've had a few bad days. I'm just saying, you're, we're normal. What does that look like? What does a bad, tell me, paint a picture. What does a bad day look like for Jenna Kutcher? Oh, babe, I didn't <clears> sleep there <throat> last night. I couldn't roll around on my belly. That's a legit thing. That's what I'm saying. It's normal. <laughs> then what do you do? Usually I have a butthole joke or something. <laughs> then I'm like, can you please just rub my belly? Because <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Okay. Here's a great question. I, I like this one. This is from Jake Wilkins. Jake, thank you for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. This is not only for women. Thanks, I'm Jake. so glad you're Help here. Me out here, bro. What does the first 60 minutes of your day look like? Do you have quiet time, get into work, exercise? I want to know. So let's paint that picture because also preface, this is pre-baby. So this this is Mm going to look a little different. A little more sleeping in going on right now. Yeah. So we go to bed at like 9.30 or 10. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Usually, I like to read before bed. Drew's getting back into reading some books. So Outside magazines got me hooked. <laughs> so we've been reading before bed. We do not allow cell phones in our bedroom, which has probably been the best thing we've done. I love doing that. I love just plugging our phone in in the kitchen and just... Post and ghost. Yeah. Leave it downstairs and don't even look at it. Don't even think about it. Yeah, we've been really good about that. So like hopefully we nobody stick calls to with an emergency in the middle of the night because we're, yeah. we're not really going to pick up. We're not reachable. And that's been like probably one of the best things we've done because we used to just wake up and you'd shut your alarm off and then you'd start looking at your phone. So the first 60 minutes, it's kind of funny. So I usually wake up first because I have to pee. And then we just like snuggle our dogs and talk about how cute they are for like an obscene amount of time. Like you would think we would get over it. And then we kind of just talk to each other. I've started to read our morning devotional in the morning. Let's be honest. We get up at 8.05 and leave by 8.20 to go to the gym. That's well, usually what happens. Yeah, but we lay in bed <laughs> know, for a I while. Know. We delay getting Once we up. Once move around, yeah, it's pretty, let the dogs out, make some quick breakfast and hit the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we, we kind of get up slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say it takes us 20 minutes With to no get alarm, out of bed. With no alarm, it's nice that we kind of just, we usually are awake by like 7.30 and then we kind of just lay there yeah. for a good half an hour. Yeah, we don't use alarm clocks. So for you people out there. We don't have anything we have to get up for, but we always wake up between 7.30 and 8. And it's just so much better than having an alarm clock. And I do not buy the excuse that you have to sleep with your phone because you need an alarm clock. Like, go on Amazon. Yeah, we got an awesome just throwback retro looking clock. $10. Yep. Buy an alarm clock. It's all you need. It's perfect. It's great. Then we usually go and work out together. We do probably, I'll be honest, and open our social media when we come down and check out our phone while mm-hmm. we're getting Just ready. up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but it's not, it's not so bad. Okay, Kylie. That, that has shifted. We used to get up earlier and do a little more, you know, kind of slowly ease into the day and read a book kind of thing. But now it's like, eh, we like sleeping a little more right now. Yeah, people Let's are telling honest. us that we got to catch up bank up, up that sleep. sleep if we can. I heard that's a lie. It probably is. Yeah. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. Do we have an ongoing let's agree to disagree area in our relationship? This is from Kylie. Hmm. I think uh, I know. What do you got? Well, okay. So Drew is like such a neat freak. Oh my gosh. You love it. You love it, babe. Okay. I mean, I do love it, but here's the deal. Like I never unpack my suitcases because I'm always traveling And so, like, he'll come home and he'll literally be unpacked and his clothes will be in the wash in, like, two minutes. And my bag (laughs) has not been unpacked for, like, a year. It's still not. It was just up there. Yeah. Pile of clothes. Let's agree to disagree. (laughs) It doesn't need to be. It's in the closet and it's away. It's out of the living room like it used to be. So, 
Yeah. You're moving My forward. My suitcase was never in the oh, living room. Yeah, because I had to bring it upstairs for well, you. Well, you have to carry things. I'm pregnant. What do you think? True. Oh, man. But yeah, so Drew's kind of like agreed to let me just do my thing a little bit more, which looks a little messier, but I know where everything is. I mean, yesterday, oh my gosh, you guys, Drew was digging around in my nightstand and he's like, how do you find anything in here? There's so much crap in here. And I was like, you know, it's my nightstand. Just let it be. It's like a black hole in there. Okay. But I have everything I need. I mean, the other night I had an idea and I had a pen and I had paper in there. You know, I got a lot of other things too. (laughs) Do you have anything else? What else do we disagree on? Um, hmm. That's a tough one. I'm trying to think. Something, oh, the dogs? Yeah. Lately, we've been trying oh. to create Tucker because he's kind of a B word. And I was, I cornered her. I'm like, why are we doing this again? Like, what's the point? And you're like, well, you know, I want to make sure that we sleep better. I'm like, well, he's, he's pretty, uh, they're pretty content if we just, you know, let them stay on their side of the bed and everything no. like that. So. No, no, no. This boils down to Drew being such a softie. We are so screwed as parents. <laughs> we are so screwed. He cannot put a 10-pound dog into a crate that he loves so that we can all sleep better. Like, come on, you guys. We had this dog crate trained. Like, he was good. And then I leave for a work trip and I come home and guess what? We have to start back at square one. You know what? Mom is too tired to start back question, at square one right question now. Question for you. Have you not been sleeping good the last few nights? No. Because the dogs wake up and then Tucker walks around and then I'm like, he's going to pee on everything. Hey, guys, we could get a pair of headphones shipped to our house. That'd be nice. So what do ear, you mean? Earmuffs so you don't hear anything? Oh, my gosh. Any headphone sponsors Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a good one. I like this. Kelsey O'Neill, how do you wrestle with being an alpha female breadwinner in a Christian marriage? How do you tangibly show your husband respect and love? Yeah, babe. How do you respect me and love me <laughs> and want me and need me? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm okay. Ready. Are you ready? Yep. Are you, do you love this question? What's going on? Yeah. Okay. So I have been the breadwinner since day one. Let's just call a spade a spade. But that's okay. Why are you looking at me shocked like that? I worked for a while more than you did one time. I have been the breadwinner <laughs> since day It's not a bad thing. I know. So, oh my gosh, Lord help us. So here's a cool thing, though, about our moms. We have amazing moms. And both of our moms made more than our dads. And both of our moms had their master's degrees. So what's cool about our family dynamic is that it's not new. Like, I knew Drew respected his mama. That's true. It's and- not traditional, but it's not new to us. Yeah. But I mean, let's be honest, I'm not perfect. And that has been like, probably one of the bigger things we argue about is just, I get frustrated because like I work my butt off and I can see results really fast within my business. And so then if Drew's like, Hey, why didn't you fold the laundry today? I'm like, because Mm. I was building out a funnel that is going to bring us money for years to come. Like, let me do my work. So we have found a very, very good balance. But I would say it took us about a year of you. Like trying to realize and like figure it out. Yeah, that you definitely, you know, don't do some things around the house, which is why I love doing what I do and being like the support dude and doing everything like that. Because now I can see, like, when you show me your email funnels and you show me the stuff, I'm like, holy crap. Like, yeah. yesterday, that email you wrote, I'm like, babe, you whipped that up in, like, five minutes. You're like, yeah. What's I'm like, new? wait, what? I mean, Unreal. we have, okay, so I think one of the coolest moments of this last year was we were laying in bed together 
And a lot of the stuff that I love stresses Drew out. And a lot of the stuff Drew loves stresses me out. And I looked over at Drew and he said, I had a realization. You said, I just need to make you happy and keep our lives going so that you can keep doing what you do. That was when I went on my, that was part of my hate Instagram part of my life. But I mean, when I was like, when I was trying to stressing over the littlest things and these little like whatever sponsored posts or even like, you know, just an everyday picture, I'm like, well, why am I stressing over this little fraction of my life when I could be just like doing whatever, whatever you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like behind the scenes or, you know, take the dogs out while I'm recording or I'm like, why am I stressing over this stupid part where I need to be focusing on what actually what actually matters. Yeah. And I mean, I think like it was really hard at first where like I what like the sole responsibility of everything felt like it was on my shoulders. And it was probably more when my business wasn't as automated and I didn't have a full team. So like I was putting totally undue pressure on myself. But like, I feel like we found our groove where it's like, hey, can you pay this bill for me or can you book this appointment for me because that stuff stresses me out but like sitting down and writing like a six-month email funnel that does not stress me out that fires me up so figuring out and getting super honest with like what can you do to support me how can I support you what does this look like in marriage and like respecting those roles I think lately I've been calling myself the operations manager at home because I'm the one booking your appointments I'm the one paying the bills I'm Mm -hmm. the one replying to guests on Airbnb. And I like getting that satisfaction back and paying that bill off and, you know, taking care of those little things while you're writing and writing and writing, and writing. I don't, I'm not like, a, you know, as creative as you are. So yeah. I want to be able to see like tangible, you know, everything is getting done and needs to go where it needs to go. Well, and even like silly things, like we have that Christian ministry co-op for our insurance and like submitting medical bills was stressing me out so much. Like it was Mm -hmm. like legitimately stressing me out. And then I was like, can you please help me with this? And he was like, yeah, no problem. Where I was like, oh my gosh, this frees me up so much. So I think we've just gotten really honest about like what these roles will look like right now. And of course they're going to change when we're parents, but it's been like a very cool transition in like owning what we're good at and like respecting that in each other. And it's been like fun to figure that out. Everything takes a while to get comfortable and get like in the groove of it. But once you get there, it's like so fulfilling. I love it. All right. So who do you think will be the soft parent and who will be the strict parent from Kristen Waring? I think we've answered this one about a thousand times. I'm a super softie. (laughs) I am a strict person. Oh, my gosh. We are so screwed. I'm going to be the one that's going to be like, oh, go ask your mom all the time because I'm not going to want to say no. Why do you think that is? I don't know. You just want to be like. Were you raised in in a more kind of structured, strict Mm -hmm. family? Yeah. Yeah. That's why, obviously, like. My parents said more, they kind of didn't really, you know, put the reins on me too much. I was just always, a, I always behaved with a little bit of real, like. I behaved too. I know, I'm not saying you didn't, but it was just a whole different way of parenting, I guess. Yeah, it but just makes you, sense. you were so soft, you guys. The other night, my nephews were over. And aye, aye, aye. my nephew, Evan, loves Drew. Like, he like ran to Drew before anyone else. And I'm pretty sure my parents were very heartbroken about that. But they disappear, the two of them. And I'm like, where are they? And he's downstairs giving him candy corn and popcorn and milk. milk. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, we are so screwed. Oh, you've got to learn to say no. Oh my goodness. Okay. 
Alice Penny Johansson says, do you have a no business talk policy at any time, like not talking business while eating dinner or something? I honestly don't think we talk about business that much, to be honest. And it's I think it shocks a lot of people because here's the deal. I've never wanted Drew to like work in my business or work for me. That's never been a thought. It's never been an intention. So he is on a need to know basis. And let's be honest, the need to know is pretty minor. So you'll definitely vent on some things that are worth venting. And then I, you know, I'll ask questions, but it stops. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you fully even understand what I do. I I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good though. You tell me things that I I would like to know and things that I understand. And then you're like, okay. Yeah. Now, what's for dinner tonight, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't really talk about business that much. Like, I'll share, like, milestones or, like, accomplishments with him. Or I'll, like, explain, like, hey, babe, this is what I got to get done today. And whether or not he understands that, I have no idea. But, like, I just have always wanted to have, like, our relationship be totally separate from, like, the work. And so having that separation has been really nice. And it's kind of more like a, hey, babe, how was work today? And like, we're walking the dogs and then we go back to life. And so it's been really good. I don't feel like the business like takes over anything Mm -hmm. of our life, really, except for when I get a really good idea and I just like want to keep going. You've kind of been working a little bit more now than normal, working little extra hours just to get ready for maternity leave and for Hawaii. But it's still the same kind of concept. You tell me what you need me to know and what I would like to understand and things like that. But you quickly move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's work. There's a lot more to life than work. Okay. Miss Jarin says, my husband is my best friend, but I struggle sometimes with not having any girlfriends to talk to. How have you two made friends after getting married on your own or as a couple? Dude, friends are freaking hard. Especially moving to a new city after living in, you know, another one for a couple of years. The whole thing is new, but honestly, the church and the gym yeah. are like the two biggest kind of sources of of buddies. Yeah, and that's been like the truth for us since we've been out on our own. Always because it's like, especially because we both work from home now, it's not like we have work friends. And I have a tendency to want to stay home and work. And so we met most people at the gym and then again, church. And it's so funny, too, because I I have really struggled with this because especially like running the scale of business that I run, it's really hard to find other women that like really connect with what I do or like understand like the weight of what I do. So like when I went on that trip with Amy and Rachel, Drew was like so supportive of it just because he's like, I'm so excited for you to be with like women that understand you. Because at the end of the day, like we are best friends and we could literally go an entire week without seeing another human and just be content with each other. But we've definitely recognized that, you know, whether it's family that we're hanging out with more or like intentionally trying to make friends with our neighbors or like whatever that looks like, like we definitely want to build a circle around us. And I think we just went through a really weird season because we moved and then I was so sick for a few months. And so like making friends is not easy at all. And you are like such an amazing friend because you keep in touch with like people from like seventh grade. Like you text people all the time. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I like remember people's birthdays and just kind of a small little message is like all you need to do. But honestly, fantasy football helps a lot with that too. <laughs> it helps They're you keep in touch with texting. high school yeah. and college buddies. And I don't know. I think it's good to keep a good core group of friends around you in proximity, but also just remember the people that kind of helped you 
shape who you were when you were younger and keeping that yeah. in front of mind too is kind of nice. Everybody grows apart. Everybody has their own lives and family and things like that, but it's good to keep in touch. You never know what could happen or make their day. You know, it's just kind of. You're so deep. I'm super deep today. <laughs> I was going to say too, like my like best friends are like my college roommates and I like talk to them almost daily, whether it's like Instagram or texts, you know, just like keeping up with them. And I feel like it's easier to stay friends with people who knew us before all of this happened and everything just because they like know who we are and like what we're all about. Okay. Last question. Did you fart? No, I was just going to talk about farts. It really? It's, it was not me. It kind of smells. It might have been Tucker. Yeah, I don't. That was. I swear it wasn't me. I totally own it. Although I did just have to mute myself on my call because I had to toot and I didn't want the girls to hear it. You have some so. loud ones lately. You know, it's the baby. Okay. Some loud clappers. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, it, was, life. it was so funny. I was having Kylie, our podcast producer, field questions, and she literally wrote down lots of fart questions that people want to hear about your flatulence. Well, what do you always say? I always say like, that one sounded super weird. You're like, it's the shape of my butt cheeks. I have a big butt. It takes <laughs> more time for the air to get out. It does weird things. Like it's, you guys, it's not Physics wise, I guess it makes sense. It adds up. Okay. So here's a funny story of I did not fart in front of Drew for the first year and on our one year anniversary I tooted in front of you for the first time but, I had a lot of stomach aches that first yeah, year for sure you toot all the time mm -hmm. Drew like we used to when we were in college we could go into a crowded bar and Drew would go fart and everyone would leave because it smelled so bad and then we'd have seats at the bar it's kind of depressing I would like clear out <laughs> I cleared out, if anybody's ever been to State Street Brats in Madison, I cleared out the entire top floor, like from one end of the bar to the other. It was you pretty are bad. stinky. I think it's because you eat such good food. I don't know. A lot of kale and a lot of veggies in there. Just <sighs> But the worst is if he has beer and wings, like see you tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, it's man. like an igniter to it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know why, why people want to hear about farts, but I think it's just because we think they're funny. Like we still giggle every time somebody farts. Like it's just it's, funny. It's hard not to. Unless it's like terrible and I cannot get out of bed to escape it. You guys, when we were dating, Drew... <laughs> Hot box the car. <laughs> Drew, Drew would fart. <laughs> and then I would try to put the windows down and he would lock the windows. And so I would literally open the door and hang my head out the door because it was so bad. <laughs> and my whole family... And your family, too. When we're all together, they'll be like, oh, Drew, why'd you do that again? So I always say I wanted to get my like colon checked or something. <laughs> Anyone has any medical uh, yeah, information? I don't that'd know. Be I helpful. think it's also kind of funny. All right. Well, we should wind this little show down. Tell me one thing that I am just so good at that you're, you just love about me. I need audio evidence of this. I like how you tell me you love me every morning and every night. I do. I tell you I love you all day, every day. I know, day. but it's good to get the positive, you know, affirmation. Are you when words you of affirmation, up? boy? What's the other one? <laughs> There's a lot of them, but is that something you really like? I like, yeah, I think so. Oh. I like giving you acts of service. I like yeah, you oil changed and yeah. stuff like that. Or he'll like fill up my water bottle before we go to bed. That's just really nice. And I fill up the uh, diffuser that we got from. Yeah, we make little oils. Jillian Harris. Yeah. Thanks, Jillian. Yep. I am really excited to see you as a dad. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to just melt. You're going to be so sexy. Uh, it's it's going to be 
I never thought I would, you know, it's just a weird mind blow thing for me. They'll be like, I'm going to be a dad. It's so cool. I know. So don't worry, guys. Maternity leave is almost over when this show airs. And I'm sure we'll be back on the mic to talk all about what's happening with baby Kutch, what those first few months have looked like. How we're doing as parents, man, you guys are in for some treats. So thank you for submitting your questions. Again, the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Group is an amazing place. We also post on Instagram to get your questions. Thanks for hanging out with me today, babe. Yeah, it was fun. fun. Yeah, you can probably go put some clothes on now. And that was definitely you that farted before, right? I I swear to God, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.